Nedarim Daftala Damutbeth, categorizing ideas Hekesh Umamatsina. As I mentioned before, each Masechet is its own world, it has its own style, its own methodology, and uh, it teaches a lot of agility as we move from one Masechet to another. In the case of Nadarim, in addition to all its idiosyncrasies, is the fact that it's it's one long topic. It's not quite like Ketuvot, for example, where every few pages there was a brand new topic. With Nadarim, it just the, the picture unfolds and develops. And um, so, although I'm I'm traveling for for work on a on a consulting project, I'm going to try to keep up uh, uploading the shiurim because there are principles on each daf that we need to understand as we move forward, as we build our picture of this power of language and the sanctity of language. Uh, so each page has something to teach us. Each daf has something to teach us. And uh, today, what we're learning is the method the Gemara uses to categorize ideas. Because there's no way that the Torah would want to uh, give us every detail of every halacha on every halachic principle. Uh, the, the Torah would then be, the Chumash itself would then be uh, as big as the Gemara or even bigger. And that wasn't the intention. Uh, so Hashem writes in the Torah in a way where he gives us the principles and attaches specific details and laws to each of those principles and leaves us to develop the art of inductive reasoning and extrapolation, to be able to take an idea that we find in one principle and know how and where to apply it in other principles so that there's not a a need to repeat it over and over again. Uh, And to do that, we need to understand the principles of extrapolation, which are the Yud Gimel Midot, the 13 methods of extrapolation uh, that were given in the Brice of, of Tanudabi Rabbi Ishmael that was taught to Moshe on Sinai, methods of how to extrapolate, how to reason. And of course, this is where one can so easily go wrong and where you can extrapolate the wrong conclusions, uh, starting at, at, at the right point, but just landing up somewhere completely wrong. And inductive reasoning is exactly the same. So developing some idea of how Chazal, how the Gemara does this, is an important part of learning. And we begin to get ideas of that. It's an important part of the way we think in our lives altogether. It's really important as we develop a body of knowledge, of ideas, of principles, that we think in terms of principles, and that we know when two principles that might appear to be similar are actually very different, and you cannot apply one to the other. And there are times when two principles look very different, but they're actually very similar, and you can apply learnings and lessons from one to another. We're doing this constantly and subconsciously uh, all of our lives, but are we doing it accurately? Are we doing it correctly? And as we join Chazal in the way they <coughs> develop these ideas in the Torah, we, de- we develop greater competencies <coughs> and we become more proficient at doing so. Uh, we start off with a piece of Gomorrah actually on Daf Gimel Amud Aleph, which is an important piece of Gomorrah for us to know, where the Gomorrah talks about a Hekesh. Um, a Hekesh is when two ideas are explicitly connected by the Torah. The Torah might put them next to each other and use a vav, the the conjunctive, as a form of connecting the one to the other. There are various different techniques the Torah uses to demonstrate that these two ideas are actually very closely linked. And the two ideas we're talking about here are Nedarim and Nezirut. Now, we're in the Masechta of Nedarim, oaths. The very next Masechta that we're going to learn is is, uh, Nazir, 
the, the Nazarite oath. <clears throat> is that just a form of oaths? Is Nazir a subsection of oaths? Or is it a completely different set of principles that has its own rules and its own methods when a person takes on the, his a personal change of status and changes himself from an ordinary individual into a Nazir using the mechanism of the Torah? And it's interesting, there's quite a lot of discussion among the Rishonim as to whether Nazir is in fact even a separate Masechta. Uh, some regard Nedarim and Nazir as really two parts of the same Masechta. What we'll see today is by the very meticulous method of categorization, at least the run learns that the uh, that Nazir is very different from Nedarim. So in understanding these two ideas, we see their connectedness in the verse in Parshat Naso where Hashem says, so speak to the Jewish people and tell them, Isha Isha, a man or a woman, here we see the two words in the same phrase, that if a person separates himself, we'll see Yafli has various different meanings, but if a person separates himself by means of a neder or nazir, so we're seeing and getting a sense already by the way the Torah phrases these two ideas of Nezer and of Neder and Azir, that they are connected. And that connection is called a Hekesh. And the Gemara, on, uh, using a, a brighter, one of those principles of, of oral law that weren't included in the Mishnah, but are still very, very authoritative and are referred to in the Gemara over and over again. The Gemara learns from that connection, that hekesh, between the zirut and the darim, that there are a whole lot of laws that are stated in the case, are stated in the category of the darim in the Torah, but we will apply them also to the zirut. And there are laws that are stated in the zirut, and we will apply them to the darim. For example, the law that a father can undo a daughter's vow or a husband can undo his wife's vow under certain conditions and certain circumstances is given to us in the laws of Nadarim, in the laws of vows. However, we apply it to the laws of Nazirut as well, that in that case as well, Ha'av mefer Nazirut bito, uval mefer Nazirut ishto, that a father can undo the Nazirut undertaking of, of his daughter and the husband of his wife. The Gemara on our page, Daftalad Amud Bet, goes into an analysis of that brighter and says, um, <clears throat> on that idea that we apply the laws of hafarat nedarim, the annulment of the vow by the father or the husband, we apply the laws from nedarim to nazirut, to the Nazarite laws, ask the Gemara, Lama li hekesha, why does the Torah even have to teach it to me by means of a hekesh, by means of this connectedness? And here we have another method, which is a mematsino. A mematsino is also one of the um, <coughs> 13 principles of extrapolation. Uh, it's given to us in the Brisa in the form of a binyan av. Binyan av and mematsino, according to most people, are very similar, if not identical. And the idea is when there are two principles, even though they are not connected verbally in the Torah, nevertheless, they're ideologically so similar that you can clearly apply one idea to the other. And ask the Gemara, why do we need to have the Torah putting Neder and Nazir together in one phrase to teach us that the laws are interapplicable? Surely we just know that because Nazir is a Neder. 
<coughs> we don't need a special thing. It's a me'amatzin. If there are principles in the Dorim, surely it applies in the Zirut. So the, the Gemara here is assuming a stance that in the Zirut is a subsection of Nadarim. Says the Gemara, even if that were case, the case, not really so, because maybe the reason that you can undo a neder, uh, a father can or a husband can, is because a, a young girl or a wife could take on neder, even a moment of passion or anger, she could take on herself oaths, which could be binding on the rest of her, for her and therefore affect the family for the rest of their lives. And, and, and there's... Um, it doesn't have a final date to it. There's no expiry date to a neder. So if a, a, a young girl or a wife says, I, I'm not going to eat any meat, I'm going to be a vegetarian, she says it using the words of a neder, that's forever. Uh, whereas Nazir is only 30 days. So I might have thought that the reason, and, and so here we're using logic to undo the Mehmetzinu. If we're using a mere matzino, again, a mere matzino is a logical connection between two ideas. But if the idea is logically connected, then you can unconnect it, you can disconnect it with logic as well. So although oaths and the zirut, neder and azir seem to be the same concept logically, there is a logical distinction in the area of a father or a husband annulling the vows. In the case of regular vows, because ain because they don't have kitsuta, they don't have a, an expiry date. I might think that that's why the Torah gives the husband and the father the, the right to undo the vows so that the family shouldn't be bound up in this prohibition for the rest of their lives. But by Nazirut, it's only 30 days. If a person undertakes a Nazirut under normal conditions, it's a 30-day commitment. So what's the worst? A person a young girl uh, or anybody in the family undertakes a nizirut, you wait 30 days and it's done and it's over. So I might think that the Torah doesn't give the parent, the father or the husband that right in the case of nazir. And that's why I need the hekesh because a hekesh is not by logic, a hekesh is by language. When the Torah indicates through the use of its language that two ideas are connected, that we can't undo with logic. The uh, the hekesh is is very clear. It's very powerful. It's almost as powerful as Xera Shava, which we'll also learn about and we have learned about in the past. Now the run has a really interesting comment, and as I've told you in the Darim, we don't have Rashi. So the primary commentary is the run, who brilliantly combine, combines the role of Rashi and Tosfos, explaining the Gemara as we read through it, and also expanding it and comparing parallel sugyot and asking questions and answering them. And so the run says here. Um, he asked the question. Let, let's get back to basics. We know that Nizirut and Neder are connected through a Hekesh, through that, that connection created by the way the Torah phrases them in one phrase. If that's the case, and we also know that a Nazir has a limit of 30 days, why don't we apply that law back to Nadarim? And why don't we say since a Nazir is only a 30-day commitment, any neder is a 30-day commitment because neder and nazir are connected by means of a hekesh. And the run answers and says, we're really dealing here with three ideas, not with two. If you're just talking about two ideas, then yes, my question would be a good question. But we're actually dealing with three ideas, and this goes back to our first year on the Darim. The one idea is nidre isur, when a person forbids something on himself or forbids his own property on somebody else. The second is Nidre Hekdesh, where you 
you determine that a particular item over which you have control now has the Kedusha of Hektesh, either it's going to be dedicated for use as a korban, as a sacrifice, or it's going to be given to the Beit Mikdash. It's going to become temple property. Uh, that's called Nidre Hektesh. And then the third one is Nazir. So there are actually three categories of, uh, of Neder. And the Nidre Hekdesh and Nidre Isur, the normal Neder of forbidding something upon oneself, and the Neder of giving something to the Beit HaMikdash, are more closely aligned than are the Nedarim that a person takes upon themselves and the specific case of Nazir. So now we have to decide the normal case of Neder. So there again, the young girl says, I'm going to be a vegetarian. She says it in the Lashon Neder. That's, a nidre, that's part of Nidre Isur. Are we going to learn from there, from the laws of Nazir, that she is only bound for 30 days? Or are we going to learn from Nidre Hekdesh that a, a, a vow is everlasting? Because when you determine that something is going to belong to Hekdesh or something is going to belong to be a Korban, then under normal circumstances, that's forever. And so since we see in the category of Nedarim where the word Neder is used, at the end of the day, in Masech Nazir, we use a different word. We use the word Nazir. But Nidre Hekdesh and Nidre Isur are the same word. They're both Neder. So we're back. We're talking about language and the, and the use of, of particular terms to make definitions. And those terms not only make definitions, but they also establish categories. So yes, we have a, a superset of all Nidarim, which includes Nidre Isur and Nidre Hekdesh and Nazir. And then we have subcategories. And the one subcategory is Nidre Isur and Nidre Hekdesh. And we've already said that the Ran said to us right in the very beginning, Nidre Hekdesh, the laws of making something holy for the temple, that's dealt with in Seder Kodshim. We're going to deal with that at the end of Shas. This particular Masechta is only dealing with Nidre Isur. Nevertheless, Nidre Isur and Nidre Hekdesh, because of the common term Neder, are close enough to learn the fact that a Neder is permanent. It's not only a 30-day. Even though Nazir is a 30-day, has a 30-day expiry date, that's for Nazir. It doesn't apply to the area of Nidarim because we know for sure that some Nidarim are forever. Those are Nidre Hekdesh, and so we say the same with Nidre Isur, that unless specifically determined that the Neder is only for a short time, the Neder is, is forever. In that case, it would be quite interesting because the Ran is then saying that Nidarim, Nidre Isur, are more closely aligned to Nidre Hekdesh than they are to Nazir. And since we know that Nidre Hekdesh are dealt with in a completely different Masechta, even in, the, in a different Seder, a different section of the Talmud, certainly Nezirut has to be dealt with in a different section. So one can assume that the Ran is of the opinion that Nazir and, and, and the Darim are two completely different Masechtas. And when we get to Nazir, we'll start, we'll start again. It's interesting that on neither of them do we have proper Rashi. Uh, the Rashi that we have on the Darim is not Rashi. The Rashi that we have on Nazir um, is also probably probably not is probably not Rashi, um, and we'll learn more about that. Uh, in fact, in our uh, in the next one or two Dapim.
but there we get an idea of how careful we have to be in the way we categorize and the way we understand things in the way we define things in the way we use language and in the way we understand language Thank you.